1: Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at TV.com. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And our main website where you can listen to the Exxon, 724-365, is www.exxon.com. XZoneRadioTV.com My guest this hour, XZone Nation, is Johnny Walker. And uh, originally from the southwest U.S., Johnny spent many years doing road work, both on and off stage. Uh, After basing himself in New York City in the late 80s, he worked as a professional sound designer in the live music scene and theater community while traveling abroad with various artists and projects. Johnny's travels and work experience led him to see and hear otherworldly things not many people get to experience. It's for that reason he wrote Echo Mysteries or Echo Mysteries I'm sorry E K K O Mysteries trilogy. Now Johnny has written songs for himself and for others for 25 years racking up two Billboard songwriting citations an accomplished musician and published songwriter. He became a published author in 2006. And uh, joining me now from his home in the Great Apple, or the Big Apple, New York City, is my guest this hour, Johnny Walker. And Johnny, welcome to the X-Zone. Well, thank
0: you, Mr. McConnell. Uh, It's an honor to be here. I'm such an admirer of your show.
1: Oh, thank you, Johnny. Listen, Johnny, tell me about your musical career before we get into the paranormal. I love music
0: i i uh know that about you and i really think that's uh that's great it's uh you know it's such a different world the 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 whole music thing and uh mine started off when I was a kid uh playing violin uh you know in the early years like i guess sixth grade or whatever right and uh just kept at it. I was the dorky kid in school with the high water pants and the carrying the violin <laughs> and uh actually I just really liked it. And I went on from from there to start playing cello. And in high school, I started doing state competitions and Mm -hmm. traveling around and getting a real taste for this. And uh, just have have always always had music in my life. It's just such a big part of my diet. Um, I guess as anyone who loves music knows, you know, it just it just complements everything you do, or you think it does anyway. You feel that way. you know, it's like the companion that you you mm-hmm. take along, and and uh, so I, I incorporated that into. Uh, you know, I went on the road with bands, right, and uh, played quite a bit across the country, and then I started learning sound. And as I got older, I started making more money doing sound than I did playing. So you know, when you're young, money money is a driving factor.
1: So, well, that's right.
0: You know, uh, these days it's it's not. It sure is nice when it comes around, but, you know, it's not the, it's not the be-all. But when you're young, that's, that's the decision-maker. And, and uh, I started doing much more sound, and, and that really took off. And for many years, I was a sound designer here in the city and, and also across the country traveling with, you know, singers and, and to little places, big places, Toronto Convention Center, to little places in Lexington, Kentucky, you know, uh, mixing sound, doing sound, running tech, Sure, and uh, you know there's just a there's a common denominator in all these places, and that is that uh, things go bump in the nightclub.
1: Things go bump in the nightclub. <laughs>
0: you know, there are things that go bump in the nightclub. Yes, there are.
1: Wow. So, and, so tell me, tell me about Echo, the uh, the Echo Mysteries trilogy.
0: Um, Echo is pretty much my recap of a lot of my experiences um there, there were things that just happened all the time uh some places more than others but there mm-hmm. were just too many things it just you know at first you're just kinda, you just gonna, you really don't understand uh, i think i've always been sensitive to it and i think many people are without realizing it right but when it when it comes around so often you, you just got to stop and say okay all right mm-hmm. what's going on here what is you know what is this and I started keeping a log. I started writing these things down and, and just keeping memory of, of these things. And I knew there was a story in here somewhere, but I didn't want to make it another ghost hunters, like ghost, I'm sorry, ghost seekers right. ghost type of spend an hour looking for a ghost and never get anywhere. I, I wanted to bring him to life right away and kind of, you know, kind of explain the unexplainable in a, in a sure. adventurous way.
1: All right, uh, Johnny, you and I have to take a commercial break. Please stand by. By the way, I have a lot of respect for sound designers and sound engineers. It's because of the great work that you and others like Mike Craig over here and a good friend of mine, Michael J. McCorley, here in Hamilton. You guys make us sound good. So thanks very much for the great work you do.
0: Got it. That's
1: our job. Exxonation, we'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break with my special guest this hour, the one and only Johnny Walker, as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Give me two minutes. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Johnny Walker is our special guest this hour. Johnny's website is com. That's com. Things that go bump in the club. Johnny, tell me about it.
0: You know, there's, uh, I believe, I think some other people kind of agree with this but when you take these nightclubs and you fill them with people every night and mm-hmm. you've got this tremendous energy going on and night after night you just you know for a couple of hours there's just this excitement this energy you know there's sound which i you know not to not, not to veer off of that too far but i've always believed that music opens a channel to to another place yeah. it it just you know it brings in something special uh, but you take all these energies every night, and you fill the room, and you empty it out, and you fill the room, and you empty it out. And I just believe that there's things that that linger, you know, in in that sense. Mm-hmm. And you know, compile that with a very old building, uh, like some of the stuff I've seen, and you know, mostly on the east, on the east coast, because you've got a lot of older places sure. there, and um. There's some really terrific old buildings and and I've seen things that just stopped me in my my stuck me in my tracks. And uh give, I, I love it.
1: Give me an example of something that that stopped you in your tracks.
0: Um I was I think this was in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I was backstage. I was I was, you know, this is going to show my age here, but I was on a Harry Chapin tour. Wow. His last uh uh, Cotton Patch Gospel, and you know you have these sets where there's little walls here and there, yeah. plywood walls, and you stand, people stand behind them and wait for their cues. And I was backstage waiting for my cue, and something in the catwalk caught my eye, and I looked up, and there was a there was a man up there in uh, overalls, and a long white beard, just just casually leaning on the. You know the frame of the catwalk, yeah. watching, looking down. You know he wasn't active, he wasn't happy, he wasn't sad. He was just watching, and I kind of wondered who it was. If you know, I didn't see anybody like that in the crew or that worked there. You know, and and he was he was kind of gray. He had a, a pale, a paleness to him that. I just you know, I just stopped. I just froze. And and but at the same time I was just fascinated. I just this is just awesome. This is so cool. I cannot believe I'm seeing this and then I'm lucky enough to see this. And he just watched. Uh uh and and he, honestly I don't remember a whole lot after that. <laughs> maybe he took me somewhere, maybe he didn't, but the, being frozen in my tracks and and watching this guy, just you know, I incorporated this this guy into the books, um, just in a slight way because he was just too cool. He was just way too cool, and uh, I had to, uh, you know. Uh, that's an example, and that was a really old theater, and that's the kind of stuff you see in these old theaters, and and a lot of these places have, you know, if you're ever sitting in a the theater and you're. You know, it's uh, intermission, or you're waiting for the show. If you look up at the gargoyles and the little rooms and the designs, there's rooms up there. There's crevices and walkways, and and I explored every one of them I could. I went through them. I crawled. I crept. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't leave any stone unturned, and I, and I just— that was part of the fun of going to all these places, was just disappearing for a minute. And, and I got in trouble, too, but, you know, I, I'm still alive, and nobody got sued, so we're okay.
1: So, what was it about the but, old but, man on the catwalk that 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 just grabbed you to the point where you know you had to stop, you had to think, and he left such an impression with you that you put him in your book? What was that?
0: I think because he was so visual, but I got to tell you the rest of the story. Okay. Um, he, you know, again, he was so visual, he was so real that. You know, from one minute to the next, she was there, and he was gone. But it turns out that that night when I got back to my hotel room, I had got a phone call from my sister that my stepmom had died. Oh, no. So it was kind of, you know, I don't know. It it's it pretty coincidental to me. Mm-hmm. Um, something, you know, from the other side maybe was looking at me, Reaching out to me, talking to me, you know, I don't know, preparing me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, It was, it was just, it was an impact, and I still remember it clear as day. You know, as clear as as anything. As I'm talking on the phone right now, I can remember it and see him. It just scorched me. It scorched my memory. It stayed with me, and uh, I feel better for it. I feel lucky. I feel fortunate. I wish others were perceptive to this and, and understood just how cool this is. So, you know, as opposed to being afraid.
1: Where has been the spookiest club or theater that you have ever gone into that you may say in your heart of hearts, I'm not going back there?
0: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> A couple of those. Really? Ah, uh, oh man! There were some that I just i just see a lot of these places also you you learn them if you work there night after night mm-hmm. uh you'll learn them, and there's a lot of times you've gotta walk around in them in the dark and and you learn the steps you know it's like you know three steps this way, turn seven steps down, three seven three. You learn this in the dark because you have to close places down. You're, you're a lot of times you're the last one out after everything's gone. You turn, you cut, you know, shut down the stage. So you learn your way around. And there is actually one time that just uh, you know I brought it home with me. Really? Long story short, yeah. Didn't mean to. Didn't plan to. But I brought it home with me. And um, that 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 one was just that's a story in itself. Um, there are other places where I just I learned not to look in the mirrors. You do not look in the mirrors.
1: What, why not? <laughs>
0: just don't do that because there is. That's when you will see something. Uh. You will see something that that you, you know you, you wouldn't you wouldn't see it standing beside you, but in the mirror you will see something. There, you know, and I'm not saying it's it's clear as day, just mm-hmm. like you know. You know your best pal sitting there with a drink in his hand. It's it's yes, there's something there. You, you know you you can't really quite describe it. It is a haze. It is a figure. It is a, a semblance of a set of eyes. But there's something there. So I I I didn't look in the mirrors. I, I learned that pretty quick. On don't look in the mirrors. And again, you're at these places late at night by yourself. A lot of times doing repairs till six in the morning.
1: How much of it is it do you think that these are the impressions that are left behind of people who have had good experiences, bad experiences uh, After all, if you're working in a theater or, or a, a larger venue, there's a lot of a, a, you know a lot of feelings that that are left behind and imprinted on the electromagnetic um, fiber of time and space?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, personally, I believe that it all comes down to what kind of you, per- what kind of person you are in your daily life. Uh, you know, if you're a uh, happy-go-lucky, really pleasant person, mm-hmm. take everything with a grain of salt type of guy, then then you're going to be that kind of spirit. You know, and if you are the opposite, then you're going to be a hellraiser. You're going to be. You know you're going to enjoy scaring the bitches out of people. Um, whereas I think some spirits just like to come around.
1: Uh, okay, so if if a spirit is lingering in in a theater, in a in a large venue, or even a bar that has a stage, why do you think they stay there in, instead of moving forward, going to the light?
0: I think it's their passion for the art. Their passion for the sound and the music, and uh, you know, there were many times when when uh, I was working on sound and adjusting, you know, setting frequencies, and I don't know. There's a there's a process called ringing out the room, um, and it's it's pretty much the same as ringing out a water soaked towel, but this is with frequencies, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you you bring up the levels on stage, turn everything up really loud, and inch your sliders upward to where things start squealing. Then you bring them back down. Then you inch them up a little higher and bring them back down. And each time you inch it back up, you push frequencies out of the room. You you know, it's a way to clear the airwaves so that when people get on stage and make a lot of noise, there's a whole lot less feedback. Um, it's, it's It's a process that, you know, just really helps you and gives you a little peace of mind. Because as a sound man, a lot of times you're sitting on the edge of your chair watching people say, don't, 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 don't go over there. Don't go over there. <laughs> <laughs> don't, do don't, 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 don't that. And uh, it kind of gives you some peace of mind. Um, in, in adjusting frequencies and setting EQs, uh, there were times where I actually started playing with the knobs and turning them against each other <laughs> and getting these sounds that I had never heard before. These these, uh, these. These vibrations and and harmonies almost. It was like you know. It was like as, as if the air was was singing. You know, it was an a song with harmonies mm. coming from nowhere.
1: So, um, so let me let me ask you. Speaking about that, have you ever heard a ghost sing?
0: Well, that's kind of that's kind of what I was sort of referring to. Like, I I, I wonder sometimes if there's an interjection there where, where, uh, you know, something comes across and, and, uh, jumps into your sound, mm-hmm. you know, it really comes alive through these frequencies and, and sound manipulations. And, and, um, that's really the, the basis of the book is, is the protagonist is a sound man and he discovers how to bring ghosts around and so, while it's a little more adventurous and fun i mean there's there's really something to that I believe and i i think I just believe this also but you're opening a, you're opening a door with frequencies and sound waves, and I mean it's believed that all the way back to Stonehenge that these rocks were moved with sound waves there's a lot of things in the past that people you know, uh, say that sound waves are responsible for, I think they're much more powerful than many people give them credit for. Hmm. So it's, it's a whole lot more than just plugging in a guitar and getting a
1: loud sound. All right, stand by, Johnny. You and I have to take <laughs> our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, Johnny Walker's our guest. He's the author of a trilogy. And the name of the trilogy is, are you ready for this? Eco Mysteries Trilogy, that's EKKO Mysteries Trilogy. And Johnny's website is www.ecomysteries.com. We'll both be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And don't forget, Exome Nation, we're just a week away from the December issue of the X Chronicles newspaper being available online. In digital format and print. I'll be back. Don't go away. Johnny Walker is our special guest this hour, XO Nation, ecomysteries.com. And uh, I have to ask you this. What was it like working with Harry Chapin?
0: Well, actually, I did not work with him. It was his last work. It was just after he died. I worked with his brother. Oh, I see. uh, And the family. So I did not have that honor. Uh, You know, I did have the pleasure of doing his last work. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, uh, no. You know, wish I could say I did. But that tour alone was was an incredible tour we uh, i don't think there was a stone unturned on that tour and oh. and it's it, it just so well received people were just nice everywhere we went it was just it was just nice uh,
1: what other artists experience. what other what other artists have you worked with that we might know
0: um well gosh quite a few uh I was lucky enough to work uh do a gig for Carol King wow. Um, who, you know, I got to tell you, is is about the most pleasant, sweetest, nicest person I've ever run across. Right. Um, you know, in fact, during her show, there was a time she was very tired, and she came to me and said, "Johnny, please keep the lights down." Just get you. you know, she's, she was exhausted. She's touring and doing, and, and I said, "You got it." And so, during the show, I've got her a little low, and and mm-hmm. you know, things are. Of course, doing great, but people just stormed to me, agents and managers and club people, and everybody just was, bring her up, bring her up. We can't bring it up. And, and, and this one, I had to take a hit. I just had to take a hit for Carol because she asked me, and, you know, if there's any time you're going to take a hit, it's it's for someone like there, okay. I kept it low. People yelled at me. Mm-hmm. They didn't call me back. <laughs> 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 That's life. But, it, you know, I mean, I can't. I can't put a price on that. It was, it was an honor to work with with such a legend. Uh, there was a time I stood four feet away from uh, Natalie Cole. She sang unforgettable at a birthday party.
1: Unbelievable.
0: I'm sorry. You know, there was some great stuff. Wow. I'm a very fortunate man, and sound sound took me there.
1: So, what, what was the, the final factor that? that made you, Johnny Walker, say, you know what, I'm going to take this notebook of mine and I'm going to turn it into a trilogy?
0: Well, first of all, I had to get the story out of my head. I had to get some of the stuff out of my head. And uh, I'd been toying with the idea forever. I didn't know exactly how to approach this. Um, My first editor said, don't end this you know, I had written a book and she said, don't end this. This is fun. This mm-hmm. is just really fun. You've got a city and you've got adventure and you've got ghosts and you've got sound and you just keep it going for a while. So, you know, that created more work, but it also created a, a really fun adventure. And, you know, of course, you've got to have a, an end, <laughs> you've got to have a resolution. Mm-hmm. So I made it as, as fantastical as I could, but what I really enjoyed was, um, uh, and there's a version of the echo Mystery that we brought to life in a multimedia format. Now, I noticed the iPad books were doing videos and speeches on knee surgeries and medical mm-hmm. stuff. So I thought this would be really cool to replace this with a rock band, you know, and bring these ghostly story stories to life with music from a fictional band and so we jumped in the studio and wrote songs with this and uh, brought this band to life in the multimedia books we did a CD and, and the band is called Mason Juju a fictional band that this uh, protagonist CJ has got a great job with and and uh, bringing all this together was just a blast but the band was kind of my uh My way of introducing... You know how you have somebody that you want to introduce them to Mm -hmm. the paranormal. You want them to believe. But you can't just hit them over the head. You can't just say, sit down, here's how it is, because they're not going to buy it. So the band was my way of slowly introducing these paranormal uh, adventures so that by the end of the story... Mm uh this lead singer's on board. He's, you know, <laughs> he's just seen enough. <laughs> kind of like all of us, I guess. When you've seen enough, you've seen enough. So like, okay, I, give. I get it. I get it. Um, which kind of takes me back to, uh, you know, I had mentioned earlier that I had taken a ghost home with me. Yes. Uh, that That's pretty much when I had said, okay, enough. Uh, I was working in this club, and I had shut everything down, and I decided to play piano. You know, I just wanted to sit and play piano for a while and mm-hmm. practice, you know, I'm no John Boswell, I'm I'm just <laughs> playing around. I'm <laughs> just, you know. So I'm going through my dark club and I feel something. I just feel somebody with me. And I get up on stage and of course the the place is closed down. There's one light very, very, very dimly lit, just enough for me to see the piano and sit there and so I'm playing, tickling the ivories, doing whatever and I feel something on the back of my neck. And uh, I just kind of stopped, and I kept telling myself, it's not here to hurt you. It is not here to hurt you, keep playing. So I kept playing, and as I played, it got more and more intense, these, these, whatever it was on the back of my neck, just, you know, it was almost like a finger was stroking the back of my neck and kind of moving with me musically. It was just phenomenal, and, as, and and the more I got into it, the, the more I got lost in it. Uh, you know, as opposed to running like a scared little girl, <laughs> you know, I, I just embraced it, and and that was the first time I just kind of said, "Okay, enough, enough. What is this?" And uh, I dealt with it, and and I remember leaving. I remember everything being very clear, and then for a, a, about a week at home. Mm-hmm. Things were just strange, strange things happened. I mean, my phone would ring. I was laying in bed and my phone rang and it rang and it rang. And I'm just laying there saying the phone, you know, let the machine get it. And this right. is when, you know, again, aging myself here. But when, when answering machines picked up for you and I'm just laying there going, get it, get it, get it. But the machine wouldn't turn on. The, the phone kept ringing, and I mean, it rang eighty five, ninety five, hundred 107, 425, 855,000 times. It just rang and rang and rang. Phone machine never picked up. Uh, I woke in the middle of the night one night, someone yelled, Johnny, and a can fell in the kitchen and bounced across the floor. Uh, I had a, a very large fish, a, uh, South African tilapia is about ten inches long in a in a huge hundred ten gallon tank. Her name is Dog. Awesome, beautiful fish. Interacted with you. Dog fish. Beautiful. People love Dog.
1: Sit. Bark. Roll over. And, play dead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, but see, actually, we used to put a wooden spoon in there, and it would chase the wooden spoon, and you could pat it on the head and twirl it in wow. circles. And this this fish was so cool. Well, it's got eyes as big as we do. You know, at, at some point, an animal starts interacting with you. Um, a dog was going nuts for like a week. It was just fluttering. It was just going crazy. I couldn't, I thought it was sick. I, you know, I, I, I couldn't figure it out.
1: Right.
0: So that's what I mean by I think I brought it home because things just got really weird for a week or two. Huh. Uh, and it, that was my, like, okay, enough, enough. There, there is no questioning this. There is no questioning that something is going on that, that you can, connect, that uh, this whole realm that you enter doesn't have to be uh, something that makes you sit in a corner and shake with fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I mean, at first, that's exactly your first reaction. You just yeah. want to you know. But, you know, enough's enough, and it's like, okay, am I going to step up to the plate, or am I going to you know, hide. Sure. And I think by stepping up to the plate, I just, I just help the doors open up. And and fortunately, being in the music and mm-hmm. artists, I think I was around some of the nicer spirits. <laughs> Thank goodness that's a, that's that's a good thing.
1: So t- um, so tell me tell me Johnny, um, with all the experiences that you've had at venues and. Uh, the other places where you've done sound have you shared any of these experiences with others that you work with or have you and someone else or maybe a couple of your friends have they seen something strange weird bizarre that only you guys saw
0: Uh, you know some people do want to talk about it a lot of people do not they they, they are very they just shy away from it they don't want to talk about it But I'll tell you who does, and I'll tell you who sees more than anybody, and that is the porters in these clubs. (laughs) The porters, when they come in in the morning, there were times they crept around the wall. I'd be on a ladder in the ceiling working on some wires, and they would just creep around the wall and just (laughs) sigh like, ah, it's you. Okay, you know, because they see it. Um, A lot of clubs, you know, I think I've written this down in some places, you know, some clubs embrace them. Uh, it, most people really kind of shy away from it and run, um, but in these clubs in the series, it, 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 you know, like I, I think there's uh, New Orleans, Savannah, Charleston, Richmond, and Detroit. The whole series takes place within like twelve days. Every club has their their unique spirits, and and I think it's that way in many clubs. You know, there's there's People know, but they may they may name it Sam. Who knows? But but people know. They know. They may turn the other way, but
1: they know. Talking about
0: it is a whole different
1: thing. Tell me, Johnny, why do you think that some people have the ability to see and hear certain things, and others? No way.
0: You know, I think it's your ability to to feel. How compassionate are you? Are you? You know, and I'm not trying to say the people that don't feel this are not compassionate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. But some people really do want to look around the corner. They 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 want to turn over every rock and and you know, along the same lines, when they feel something, as opposed to turning away and shying and shutting down, they open up to it. I think it's there for all of us. I think every one of us could tune into this if we really were so inclined. I think that's the real key, is, yeah. is that you you have to be receptive. You 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 have to want to be receptive. You know, and I'm a big believer in the key word, want. If you want to do something, you will. You know, people always say, I wanted to go, I wanted to do this, oh, I really wanted to do that. But if you really wanted to do it, you would have done it. Want is your driving factor. What you want to do, mm-hmm. you
1: will do. So when it comes to the, to, to the paranormal, uh We've talked about ghosts. We've talked about unseen spirits. Uh, what other aspects, for example, if you've been, I'm sure you must have done a lot of traveling in your younger days, going from venue to venue. And, and if so, did you see anything in the skies that you just couldn't explain, like a UFO or extraterrestrials?
0: Um, yeah, you betcha. There were... There were uh... You know, when you're out on the road late at night and, mm-hmm. and, you know, people don't understand right now, you know, between Montana and Idaho, there's a band traveling. You know, there there is, in Northern California, there are people traveling. Everybody's traveling. In, in the arts, there's so much behind the scenes, and you travel late at night all night long. I used to love to, to, to travel at night because you kind of drive all night, and in the yeah. morning, it's a new day, and you wake in your destination. But absolutely there are things in the sky that that uh, I, you know, you don't know what to call it. You you see it, and you you make note of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've pulled over before and and looked, and it's it's you know, you think, well, that's a box in the sky. Well, no, it's not a box. It's a it's a tripod. You know, you, you can't really. Nothing has actually come to me, and you know, quote unquote, landed over me. So I've never been that close, but I have seen things in the sky. Um, absolutely. there there's yeah, there's no doubt in my mind.
1: Do you, <laughs> do, do you find that even though you're not going through to the clubs, you're not doing the venues anymore, that spirits that you may have encountered while you were working in sound design and uh, as a sound engineer come to visit you still?
0: They do. They absolutely do. I have had uh, some just absolutely great dreams about some of these things. There's um, there's one girl that I used in the series that I named Clarice. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has often come to me in dreams and usually in, in a sense of uh, asking me the next move. What are we doing next? What are we doing? She's, she's enjoying this. Where are we going? I you know, w- w- gosh, what's, what's next? And, and, and those aren't her exact words. And in, in fact, I don't really know her exact words, but those are her looks. Those are her, you know, that's what I'm picking up from her and her vibes. Uh, she's asking me, what are we doing? This is cool. What do we got? You know, wow. Um, so yeah, you know, I, 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 Definitely had dreams about them. Um, They're a part of my life. Once once this stuff gets into your your veins, it it doesn't just really go away. You know, part of it stays with you. And 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 again, I feel very fortunate for that.
1: Tell me, Johnny, how long did it take you to take your notes and transpose them into books?
0: I'd say we're going on uh, eight years.
1: My goodness.
0: Yeah. Uh The last 4 being is so serious. I mean, in my cave non-stop mm-hmm. writing, hiring editors, right. getting help, uh, you know, just really trying to trying to turn this into a project as opposed to just a bunch of mumbling words. <laughs> just, you know, sculpt it and and turn it into a, something fun that, that people will enjoy. And and again, you know, uh, a way of explaining the unexplainable in an adventure series that, that involves a whole lot of aspects and, and and spirits that come to life and interact and you know just
1: uh, kind of jump off the pages under here all right Johnny stand by you and I have to take our final break for this hour Nation, Johnny Walker's our special guest his bep, his website is echo that's www.ekK mysteries. Dot .com and Johnny and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exon with yours truly Rob McConnell from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. everyone. Johnny Walker is my guest. He is the author of Eco Mysteries Trilogy. The website is www.ekkomysteries.com. First of all, Johnny, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been a great pleasure talking to you and uh, sharing the ex- exciting experiences that you've had while working in the uh, in the entertainment industry. Um, Johnny, what message would you like to leave with, with readers after they've completed reading your trilogy?
0: Um, wow. You know, A, that, that you enjoy this adventure, uh, you know, and that you are, uh, you know, open to any anything that may come your way, right. as opposed to running, you know. And, you know, some of these adventures are a little. Hair-raising, but some of them are not. It's you know that's that's just like life. Some things are smooth, and some things are not. But you know that that you would just open your mind and accept that um, many things are possible. Mm-hmm. You know, we we see the surface, we see just what's in in front of us sometimes. When when there's really a whole lot behind the scenes, and and there's just a you know, life's been going on for thousands of years, and. And uh, in my short little span, I hope to experience as much of it as I can, and and that means being open, you know. And I love being around others who are open, who who we can have these dynamic conversations about, of uh, you know about things that other people would just mm-hmm. walk away from because it's not cool, you know. Yeah. And, and hey, don't worry about being cool. Cool is you know. Be who you are, accept who you are, love, you know, what you love, because that, you know, that's it, yeah. that's that's what, that's your driving factor, it feeds your soul, so I hope they, they enjoy these, and, and, you know, I hope they enjoy the music and the, the whole concept of this crazy sound man who gets in way over his head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, let, let, <laughs> you know? let, let me ask you, what words of wisdom do you have for up-and-coming authors who may be listening tonight?
0: Don't stop. Don't stop. Everybody's going to laugh at you. Everybody's yeah. going to mock you. Everybody's going to, you know, say something, you know. But others will support you. And if you truly believe in what you're doing, don't stop. Just don't let anybody discourage you. you just keep going, you know. Now, if you're living in some kind of impaired world where yeah. you're writing about Oreo cookies and there's 500 pages that say <laughs> I love Oreo cookies, you know, yeah, you're not gonna, you know, you gotta sometimes face reality. But, but with your project, don't stop. You know, um and listen to others. You know, like you know, and for you, for example, I love going to iTunes and listening to your broadcasts. No, I love them. You, the, you know, the, and and I don't know if many people know they're there. They should, you know, but there's so many things that they should study and read mm-hmm. and look at. And don't don't be so closed minded Open your mind. Open your thoughts. Work hard. Work hard. I mean, the last four years, it's been 15 hours a day minimum. Yeah. Uh, this is a really big project with with the whole band recordings. I mean, I got Hallie Bestern and, and and some terrific people to help me out and do vocals. These are you know it's an actual CD. So on top of three books, you know, we've done a CD and snippets and combining all this with editors and, and artists and don't give up. Don't give up, no matter how crazy it gets. I want to sometimes I you know, I live in my cave and I watch the season change. Yeah. <laughs> up the window, I know, you
1: know that feeling. Listen, but Johnny at the
0: end of the tunnel.
1: There is, and uh, hopefully it's not an oncoming train.
0: <laughs> I love that phrase. I love it. Thank you for saying that.
1: Hey Johnny, you and I have to say <laughs> so long for tonight. I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. And I look forward thank to the for next I look forward to the next time you join us back here in the Axon. Until then be well, my friend. I'll be right back to you. Exo Nation, Johnny Walker has been our guest this hour. www.ecomysteries.com That's E-K-K-O-mysteries.com I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exo, where from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.